Support the Dope Radio was designed to give a platform to the best, most talented, and dopest music creators, enhancers, and magic makers to tell their own stories in their own words. The guests on the show are well-documented as integral parts of the success of your favorite artists and songs. I'm your host, Carla D. Brown, and I'm pulling back the curtain to bring them center stage under their very own spotlight. Let's go. Tune in to support the dope radio. I'm your girl CB, and you're here with another episode with another dope and talented um, person that I want you to meet. I want I'll just say person for now before I get into all the all the greatness and dopeness that she does. You know I'm gonna talk her up because she's actually a personal friend of mine. So we we're gonna um, be on the, the friend. I don't have my mug. She has a mug to sip some tea. I should have brought some wine or something because it's gonna be one of those interviews. <laughs> And um, I'm going to, so I, I interviewed Warren Campbell on the last episode and I said on the interview, I said, I don't normally read bios for the intro. I like to kind of introduce people how the spirit leads me, if you will, whatever words come to me in that moment. Um, but he was really impressed with the bio that I read and he was like, who wrote that? And I said, I don't know, but you're going to give him a raise now, right? We're going to find out who that is. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was written really, really well. So I was just like, well, you know, I, I don't know, should I ask Tiffany for a bio? You wrote Tiffany's bio, so, so. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> so I'm gonna read the first part of Tiffany's bio because <laughs> I don't wanna leave out any of the good stuff. We're gonna, we're gonna. I'm not gonna read all of it. Don't worry. <laughs> but we're gonna, we're gonna start and and properly introduce my friend. Okay. A proud New York City native, singer-songwriter Tiffany Freeman, formerly known as Tiffany Stevenson, is no rookie to the music game by any stretch of the imagination. She has earned her stripes time and time again as a heavily sought-after background vocalist, with a voice that can nestle into a rich alto tone and yet soar high above the rafters. She has used her gift to support the likes of Stevie Wonder, Erica Campbell, Kirk Franklin, Faith Evans, and many more. That same gift has afforded her experiences such as touring with Jasmine Sullivan on the Hotels Tour and performing at the Super Bowl with Cheryl Lee Ralph. A creative in her own right, Tiffany is also the album co-creator for Grammy-nominated Something to Say by Corey Henry. So without further ado, I introduce to you Tiffany Freeman. I'm going to add that in. Hey. Welcome to Support the Dope Radio, friend. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah. I love interviews, but like this is now like it's different because like we're friends, so like it's not gonna feel like an interview. It's gonna just be like Yeah, we're just gonna talk. We're gonna talk talk. Yeah. Yeah. About stuff, you know, that I probably already know, but we're gonna talk about anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, some of the stuff I won't know because 
I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell y'all a story. I'm gonna tell y'all how I met Tiffany, and you'll understand why we're friends because I met Tiffany. We were at City Winery in Atlanta mm-hmm. um, for Rudy Currents. Rudy Currents. Shout out to Rudy. Um, and I was there scoping him out because PJ Morton's manager Tanya had sent me there to go meet him and. Um, it was after the show. Rudy had called her up on stage and they had kind of did a, a thing back and forth a little bit. She did a thing, she did a thing. And I was standing out in the lobby and I had a friend who was with me. He went to the restroom and all of a sudden Tiffany comes up to me and starts talking to me about food. Now, anybody that walks up to a stranger <laughs> and starts talking about food is all right with me. And so we've been friends ever since. <laughs> That's how you met. People people ask you that, especially after your wedding, girl, because let me tell you. Girl, that wedding was cool. Tiffany got married in New York, of course. Boy, last we had year. We had eight. Uh-huh. Eight time. And people, when I when I posted my photos from I had so many people that said, I'm seeing photos of this wedding all over the internet. Who got married? How'd you get invited? <laughs> yeah, Who is crazy. it? It was crazy, and a lot of a lot of the who's who. You know, it was Hollywood glam was the theme. So we yep. we did the we did the thing. We showed up, mm-hmm. you know, because um, she wanted Hollywood glam. So our friends gave her Hollywood glam. That's what we did. Um, but you know, so a lot of people at that point were like, "How did you meet her?" Like, we started talking about food and so <laughs> after <laughs> which is crazy because why would I just do that? But I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be me if I didn't do something like that. Yeah, I think you were waiting to go get some. F- I think maybe you had ordered some food, or you were going to go get some food. I probably was on my way to get food, but I wanted to speak to him before I left. I think there was a line. There was like a line to see him. Okay, yeah, that sounds about right. And I probably was like, "Dang, I'm so hungry." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's probably how it went. Understandable. I we were here. I got it. Ain't ain't no shame. We. <laughs> I had to go get some food too. Wow. So, okay, so I'm not I'm not gonna subject y'all to our shenanigans for too much longer. Um <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, no, so let's let's jump right in. Let's go back to because we know that you're the singer songwriter, um, Tiffany, Tiffy, Trey mm-hmm. Stella. Um take us back to the beginning. How did how'd you become interested in music and singing and where did it all start for you? Um, well, my mom is a singer or was a singer. Um, she doesn't, she sings, but not like she used to. Um, and then my dad is a musician. So between my mom, like being at church and like, you know, me singing in the choir, I was always surrounded by music that way. But my dad is a musician. So, um, you know, when I was with him, I would listen to old records or I would um, have to go to a gig with him and watch him play live music at these different venues in um, in the city. Um, so I was kind of like always surrounded by music. Music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you ever, at what point did you know that you wanted to take a path as a singer like actually take that seriously as a as a profession how did that happen for you um honestly I don't know I think I just because I used to watch like music videos and I would just be like wow I would like I want to do that like I want to yeah 
like we sliding down the wall. I want to sing in the rain. I want somebody to be standing outside in the boom box and me looking out the window. Like I, I just, because I love the music and I saw like what people were doing with their songs, it kind of like inspired me to want to, to do the same thing. And then, you know, when I got introduced to young singers like Kiara Sheard at the time, when finally Karen came out and she introduced her daughter and like they had a, you know, a duet on the albums kind of like, wow, like she's like around my age and she's, you know, she's singing with her mom and she's on the record. Like, you know, I want to do that too. So it was kind of like a lot of that. What kind of um, encouragement, like, do you feel that you had to actually make you feel? Because a lot of us, you know, grew up around music. A lot mm-hmm. of us love music. A lot of us um, sing, you know, at least halfway decently. Um, may not be, you know, <laughs> dropping our debut album anytime soon, but we can hear it soon, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So what was different for you where you said this actually might be possible? When did that um, happen? Or when did you well, know that you first- had it? At first, I used to be really shy. And I don't think people, people don't believe mm-hmm. me because I'm, <laughs> like, if you asked me to sing, I would cry. Like, I would run away and cry because I didn't, I didn't want, I don't know. It was just like a thing, like the pressure of like, yeah. having to like do stuff in front of people or like, if I was singing and somebody like caught me like in the mirror with a brush, like yeah. I would cry. Like, I didn't want anybody to see me doing that. I don't think it was until I was about maybe 13 mm-hmm. when I met, well, I was probably like 12 when I met Damien Smead. And um, he was going to, he was going to NYU at the time. And he lived with me and my mom while he was at school. And um, he would introduce me to like different artists. Um, we used to watch Kim Burrell videos and, Karen Clark videos and he would show me Vanessa Bell Armstrong. Like we were just listening to like a bunch of dope singers, Betty Nelson, Nikki Ross, a bunch of people. And he kind of was the one to like, to push me like, Mm -hmm. and he was playing at the church. So a lot of the, a lot of the solo stuff, like he used to try to like get me to do. And that was basically preparing me to like, not be shy and to sing in front of people. But I knew if I looked over, he was right there. Like, so I didn't really, I didn't feel like I'm scared. And I started to do it a lot more so that like my confidence was getting stronger. And then I I graduated from choir to praise and worship team. Now I, I ain't got to share no microphone. This is all me. <laughs> I'm up here by myself. I'm doing my thing. And then, um, he he booked me my my first gig ever when I was fourteen, um, was with Kiki. Okay, I was gonna say, do you remember what it was? Yeah, Kiki was okay. my first gig, and ever since then, I have been just. I mean, I don't want to like speed the interview, but like ever since that moment, like I was able, I was afforded more opportunities and you know I was able to just develop my gift and and learn people and learn the biz- business and learn you know etiquette and learn you know how to how to work well with others that I know or may not know and 
you know, makeup and hair and dress, dress code and all of that stuff. Like mm-hmm. it all started when I was 14. With Kiki. Um, yeah. Have you, did you ever have any um, desires to do anything else? Did you ever say like, I want to go to school to be a doctor or I want to, it's always been singing. Yeah. It's been, it's always been just music. Yeah. I didn't at the time I didn't really know like the the hustle behind it. Cause people just make it look like, you know, I I'm just at I get to crazy. Right. Yeah. I get to yeah. you know, do all of these gigs and I get to travel here, travel there. And a lot of people made it look very easy, but they ain't tell you, you know, you gonna have to pay your dues. Some stuff you're gonna have to do for free. Some mm-hmm. stuff you're gonna have to just not get paid a lot of money for or sometimes you're gonna have to fight for your money or you know like it yeah. nobody nobody really prepares you for that stuff which i'm not mad at because i feel like in this um journey like people can tell you stuff but it's important for you to like learn on your own yeah um something so, you don't know until you go through it Exactly. People can, people can tell you, but it doesn't really mean, it doesn't really connect, I think, until right. you actually go through the practice of Right. So yeah. I, um, I never really wanted to do anything else. Well, I, I mean, that's dope, though, because not a lot of people can say, I'm doing the one thing that I always want to do. Yeah. And, and like, that's the life that I live. A lot of people are... are in careers right now that they're they're miserable in or mm-hmm. maybe they're not miserable but they're just doing like this is what pays the bills it's right i always had a dream of doing something else but mm-hmm. this is what keeps the lights on so this is what it's gonna be you know so that's that's awesome that's a blessing god is so good all the time i'm so all grateful because you know it's hard out here i get it yeah even for tiffy even for Tiffy. <laughs> so aside from Kiki being your first gig, um, that kind of opened some doors for you. Um, what was the moment where you kind of felt like uh, I've made it? Like I'm actually doing this for real. Like this is what I've been waiting for. Like what, did you have a moment like that? Um. Like a real defining moment, I guess. It's... Honestly, no. Mm-mm. I think that I just, I'm never, I never get used to it. As mm-hmm. long as I've been doing it, it's always kind of like, I'm still kind of like, wow. Yeah. Because I've been doing it for so long. Like, I have not done anything else. Like, I've always worked for myself doing what I love to do like from 14 till 34 like singing Mm -hmm. and I just I never get I don't want to say complacent or comfortable but it's like I'm oh I'm still like there's more yeah like there's I, I don't know I'm like I'm grateful you know, for the artists that I've been able to work with and the artists that I work with now, but I don't know. I I don't know. I, I could probably say like when I, I got a call, I was getting off the train real late and I got a call from G Noble. Um, 
who just randomly asked me, what are you doing this weekend? And I was like, nothing. And he was like, you're doing SNL with Jesse J. At the time, Jesse wasn't, she wasn't really big here. She's, she's mm-hmm. larger than charge. Right. You're but she wasn't yeah. really big here. And then like SNL, I didn't really, I've never, I never did it before. So that was like my first like real like major TV, you know, uh, performance. And then after that, like I ended up going on tour with her. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we went everywhere. Like it was my first time on a tour bus. Um, First time, like, like her bunk was across from mine and we talked in and when we get in the bunk, she passing me um these Mac makeup remover wipes and we just getting to know each other like and it was just kind of like wow like maybe maybe that was the moment like yeah. wow like I've never that was my first I, I went to Italy like maybe a year prior but like that was the first time where I was just like I'm in these countries that I probably would have never imagined being mm-hmm. and I'm doing what I love and like yeah I, yeah. Maybe that maybe that was it. I I really can't say because I'm just I'm still always like there's more like I gotta do more. I gotta do more. Stay that way. You know that's that's a good thing to have. You know just to have the drive to always feel like there that there's something else for you to do. Mm-hmm. But you know the moment you feel like you've done it all or you have it all. Yeah. It's like when things start. You know, um, can be really mundane and it gets really yeah. easy to kind and it's of not just... fun anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. So take me into like the world of uh, background singing. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, when I, we started in the beginning and I did your, um, read your bio. And I know. We mentioned a few other people because let me tell you, Tiffany sing background for everybody. Everybody. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I named a few like, um, like Stevie Wonder, like Erica Campbell. Um, mm-hmm like uh israel and faith and you know mm-hmm. i know that and if you i don't know if you ever watched but i used to be a, a big fan of braxton family values oh i love braxton when they Tatton. came up with songs about each other oh yes <laughs> that was my favorite um but they had um an episode where tamar was talking about she was kind of getting tired of singing background for mm-hmm. tony and she was kind of venting you know she didn't necessarily mind it so much out of I don't think for real, but she's in a mm-hmm. moment where she wanted to vent about it. And she was saying she didn't want to be a do wop pop pop chick, I believe. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, how how has that been for you? Is that something that that you love just as much as having your own um music to do? Like how do you feel? Is it is it is it a chore? Is it an honor? Is it a um well, I mean, what's it like? It's definitely it's definitely an honor. Because, and not to say that artists can't survive on their own, but it's Mm -hmm. something about someone trusting that what you bring to the table can enhance what they already have. That's an honor. And Mm -hmm. when other people recognize that by seeing you with somebody else, they're like, oh, I want, you know, I need to work with her too. And, um, So it's definitely an honor because like one, it affords me the opportunity to say I've worked with all of these people, 
Right. But it also says more. Like for me, a lot of times I feel like it's less about the singing and more about just wanting to have me around, if that makes sense. Like I I recognize and it, it didn't happen till recently that um as much as people want to work with me, like I'm a light in spaces that like when I'm not there, it's, it's a thing. And for me, it's like, like, wow. Like it ain't even so much about me singing. Like these people just like love, you know, my, my personality, my character, and they want to be around me. I love that. Like I, I take that as, um, definitely an honor sometimes it feels like a chore because I don't know if I'm still in the honeymoon phase where I'm just like oh I don't want to leave my husband and I you know we're this week we'll make a year that we had our house and I'm just like you know I'm, we're not completely completely like done doing all of the stuff that we want to do in the house but like I'm still moving in from, you know, when I had to move my stuff from LA and I'm constantly thinking of like stuff I need to buy, stuff I need to do, stuff I want to get for the kids. And I'm just like, I don't want to go like, but at the same time, it's like, Tiffany, like this is your job. And, um, I, I think I'm still in the honeymoon phase. So I try to tell myself like, I have to go to work not I get to do this like I don't know I think it's because I've been so busy lately that I just I don't want to burn myself out um and then just be completely depleted and I I can't I can't pour from an empty cup um and so as as exciting as it could be being that like I work with so many people like that's cool but at the same time, it's just like, sometimes I'll be like, ooh, I need a break. I, I can't, like, I can't. Then that's, you know. I'm, how do to- you manage that? Because when you are, okay, like, you did the Jasmine Sullivan tour, right? Mm-hmm. So you are touring with Jasmine from city to city. Um, what do you do when you feel like you need to take a break, but you can't because the next city is tomorrow or the, mm-hmm. you know, what is it that you do to kind of help preserve your your energy that that, that energy that people want to be around mm-hmm. and you knowing that you can't pour from an empty cup mm-hmm. how do you manage you know being uh, on the road with someone else that tour was interesting because um, we, want all, we want all the tea we want all the tea no it was very interesting <laughs> because um we so the day i had to leave to 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 I forgot what the first city was. I want to say it was like Denver or something like that. I don't remember, but my husband had sur- like had to have surgery. And I was just like, bruh, today? Right now? <laughs> and it was, val- it was Valentine's Day. And he had to have surgery and I had to leave. But I, ha- I was like, well, I'm not going to leave boston until i know that he's good so like everybody left before me and Mm -hmm. i was like the last person to come because i'm like "Mm -mm. i need to make sure he's he's still good before i 
talk about I'm about I'm about to go on tour. Um, yeah. so that was that. And then we did the tour. Well, we did a couple of shows, and then um some of the team, maybe like uh, six people, I wanna say, including Jazz, ended up with COVID. So those six people, we were in we were stuck in LA for a couple of days, but we couldn't be around each other. Those those people had to um stay in their rooms. Mm-hmm. The rest of us could like go out and stuff, but if we saw anybody on the team, like we couldn't be around them. And yeah. they made sure like we were testing like every other day. Um and then eventually um some of us the the ones who did not have COVID we had to like continue on um but everybody else stayed hmm. so i was going to these different cities but we weren't performing because everybody wasn't everybody wasn't there right and i had i definitely had a lot of downtime in those moments so it wasn't like as strenuous as a tour like a long tour would be because we literally were just were just chilling. But I was in the middle of like looking for a house. Like we were house hunting right. and I was planning a wedding at the yeah. same time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like everything happens for a reason, but it, it gave me the opportunity to like focus on, you know, other things. And I was I was really just chilling. Yeah. We were on a food tour. That's what I was calling. We were on a food tour. Because <laughs> everything we like, all right, where are we going to eat at? What we doing? What time is lobby call? Like, so it was. It was still tour, but it was like a lot more just relaxed. And then once everybody got well, they flew to whatever city we were in, and then we just picked up like, you know, like it was nothing. So that tour, I, that's why I said it was like it was different because I got to chill most of the most of the time. We just got to chill because. That ugly COVID monster took the over. Ugly COVID monster had to go and ruin so much stuff. And yeah, yeah. So, so that one was fairly um, uh, manageable. Do is there a tour experience that you remember that was just brutal for you? Whether it was schedule, Corey, or- Corey, Corey. A. Henry. She answered that real fast, Corey. She <laughs> let me tell you something. That's probably one of the hardest working people that I've ever met, ever. Like, he has not, he doesn't stop. He doesn't stop. Like, and when I started touring with him in 2017, um, we were, we were everywhere. We were everywhere, like. And then we'd be home for a couple of days and then out again and then home for a couple of days and out again. Then I moved to LA in the middle of a tour, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I, the day I got my keys, I literally opened the door, walked around. Oh, this is what it looks like. Because I had my friend acting like me going to like apartment hunt while I was overseas. So when I got my key, I had That's just seen my friend. apartment for the shout out to right. that friend. <laughs> Her name is Jenny. Shout out to Jenny. And to um yeah, I walked in the apartment. I looked around. I was like, oh, this is what it looks like. I literally had to leave my apartment and go to the airport and get on the plane. 
that was June 2018. I didn't really like live in my apartment until January of 2019. Wow. So I started like and paying rent though. Paying rent. Paying, <laughs> paying rent, baby. No fun. I mean, I didn't I I couldn't like have somebody live there because I didn't have furniture. Like I didn't have anything. Like right. it was it was <laughs> It was a time, but <laughs> January 2019, I moved, I moved in. I started to kind of get settled. Then I get a call. Hey, can you come to rehearsal? Then it ended up being for Sunday service. Well, it wasn't Sunday service then. It was just Kanye's doing something. Nobody, it was like uh-huh. 25 of us. Like, we don't know what this is, but just come on. Right. So then I'm like between Kanye and Corey, still trying to move in it was just it was a lot that was a lot yeah yeah that was that was a that's lot about the time that's about the time i met you so i i did I, it yeah so how <laughs> so how does one um how did you get the call for sunday service because i know it i've seen a lot of people kind of come and go um mm-hmm. over time mm-hmm. um but it seems like you were there from the inception pretty much yeah um, how did how did that first call come around? Did someone say, "Oh, she would be a good fit"? Did someone just say, "Hey, come do this with me"? Um, how did that happen for I don't you? Even know, I don't know. I don't necessarily know how my name came up. I just I'm just so glad that that people like me. Yeah, I know that sounds crazy, but it's like people like I I don't know. People just don't have to go out their way. Yeah, and like you know, share opportunity. Um, I'm just glad that like people think I'm cool enough to like. Oh, she's in LA. She can do it. Well, because Tiffany, some people are really hard to work with. No, some I know are, that. No, yeah, trust, so. trust me, I know. So yeah. when I get calls, I'm always just like, wow. I'm like, I'm super grateful. Um, my friend Nelson mm-hmm. Biato, he's actually the one that um called me. He but he didn't say what it was. He just said hey, can you come to this rehearsal? And I'm like, okay, you know, send me the address. I had never been, had I been to, I've probably been to center stage in like one time. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like we were, we were there like Friday, Saturday, then Sunday service, Sunday. We were just Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like that was my weekend. Ever since like that moment, every weekend it was something. And then it started to like, become a thing then they was calling it sunday service and then that's when social media started hearing about it and then it became like bigger bigger and then he wanted to add more people and then it just grew and grew and grew and grew and grew um, but yeah that's nelson is the reason why um why i started to sing with sunday service so shout out to nelson shout I out love to nelson him. uh so can we kind of um, address some of the speculation some of social media had about what Sunday service was? You know, mm-hmm. there people seem to be really excited at first, you know, mm-hmm. that Kanye was doing this thing and it had mm-hmm. to do with God and it was church. And, you know, then at some point, you know, it kind of made a little bit of, of, of an ugly turn. And you start seeing some people saying, oh, it's a cult. Right. You know, um, but you being on the inside um, and actually experiencing it, 
what was it like for you? Like what 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 would you call it? What was your experience like? Um, and how do you feel about some of the the negative feedback you guys are hearing? Um, for me, for me, it was an opportunity to one be around people that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. It was an opportunity for us to like. You don't get a lot of spaces that allow industry people to like come together and worship and like, you know, like just talk about God and talk about, you know, cause, because people are so stuck on being judgmental. Like if you sing this, you can't possibly do this. Or if you work for this person, you can't possibly. And it's like, for once, if there's a room full of people who do all kinds of different amazing things. And so for us to be able to come together and just worship and ain't no cameras around, ain't no, like this ain't for show. Like we really, we really love God outside of what what it is that we do for a living. Like we really love God. Like, um, and we get to sing about him. We get to worship together. Like we became family. Like it no longer felt like work. It's like, ooh, like what we... Like what song we flipping this week, or you know what I'm saying? Like so, mm-hmm. it was really cool. Um, I think what sucked is that people couldn't see the good in it, but that's people, right? Yeah. Like people take anything positive and just, I mean, comb through it so like finely that they have to find something negative to stay. And then you know, once one person sees the negative or tries to find a negative, it just invites more negative. And right. it's like, while y'all y'all are focusing more so on Kanye than what it is that we're doing. Like, and I don't even really think that people paid attention to like, he wasn't even really around like that. He wasn't, right. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't on the mic. He wasn't, he wasn't preaching. He wasn't acting like pastor. It was really like, I'm enjoying being around these people. And that's another thing too. Like we stress, you know, the importance of mental health and like people getting the help that they need and medicine and all of this stuff. But I don't think people realize like music is definitely therapy and it's universal and it heals, it helps, it mends, you know, and I think that instead of understanding that, like, maybe he did this for his mental health. Maybe this was a part of, you know, his creative. Maybe he felt he felt better by, you know, us singing the songs that he loves and flipping it and making it into something that we're talking about God. We're not talking about him. Right. That was Jason directing us. That wasn't him. Yeah. So it was kind of like, what are y'all talking about? And then... You know, why they dress like that? Choirs wear robes all the time. Y'all don't say they a cult. You know what I'm saying? When people got to wear uniforms and stuff to work, when you going through TSA, you you don't call them a cult. You say they at work. They, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A uniform just solidifies like there's some certain level of structure here. Solidarity. Right. And yeah. so, you know, at first, we were able to, you know, wear whatever it is that we want. I will say, you know, some people, some people can't read the room. And so 
while while it is Kanye, you know what I'm saying? You still can't don't have your stomach out, don't have your butt out, don't have you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we still like as as sec I hate the word secular. But mm-hmm. as secular as this is, it's still something that like we wanna keep integral. Yeah, you know God God is the foundation. Right. And for somebody who has openly admitted to like, you know, his struggles or whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just be just, you know what I'm saying? Letting it all like, you know, we're not here for that. Yeah. We're not here for that. You're not trying to catch no man. Like, we're not here for that. We have one common goal. We're here to sing. We're here to worship. We're here to praise. We're here to send out a message. We're here to, you know, encourage somebody set somebody free you know what i'm saying like that's that's the goal so it that kind of like turned into like okay no y'all need to wear this like y'all gonna wear this we're gonna you know try to make it as uh, what in the beginning was like fashionable but then it was just kind of like okay what is this (laughs) Uh, what is this but and and i said this to kanye too like i was like i don't think you understand what you've done like this is unheard of. Like the most controversial artist ever is starting a worship movement. I'm like, how does that make you feel? Like, you Mm -hmm. know? And he was like, can you say that on camera? (laughs) And I ended up, you know, talking about it um, when we were shooting the movie. But like, I was just like, wow, this is, this is insane. And as crazy as it looked to to us and to to other people, once you saw it come together, you like, it makes sense. Yeah. Like when he started doing like the circle and the ceiling with the uh-huh. like when you saw like an aerial view of what it looked, it was just like, oh, okay, that's why. Yeah. Like you wanted us to wear light blue because it reflects the sky that you have up in the ceiling. So when it's like, you know, like stuff started I was like, oh okay, now we get it. Yeah. But initially, everybody's like, what they wearing? Why are they dressing like slaves? Right. And it's like, you're not going to talk about how well the song was written or, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, did you did you listen? Were you listening to the words? Were you moved? Were you touched? Like The arrangements? Because the arrangements were No, the arrangements ridiculous. fire. And then Man. it's like 100 <laughs> drummers and like, we. it was just a vibe. Like, and then when we had special guests coming in and they were joining or like certain people, like before it was like really, really big. Like you got celebrities galore, like coming to worship with us and trying to see, you know, what stuff is. I remember when Hezekiah Walker came to one of this, he loves Hezekiah Walker music. Like we did so many Hez songs. And when I saw Hez at, um, at a Sunday service, it just made me feel like, wow, like, you know, like, this is really getting the attention that it needs. Like, you know, and no shade, but after, first of all, Coachella was an accident. Well, it wasn't an accident, but we weren't even supposed to be standing in a circle. That's not how they had us. Uh-huh. They had us on a hill with on two rows. Is that why but, we got that picture of you running down the hill, Tiffany? Because that was so... Oh yeah, it's so where is she, like we where is she so going? But it I'm was like they had two rows on a hill, mm-hmm. and Jason was like, "We can't stand like that. There's no backing behind them." 
and we doing all of this movement and we on a hill, somebody could potentially fall off the hill, then it's a whole thing. Yeah. So somebody was like, well, let's try standing in a circle. Like we can like, you know, stagger everybody so they could still see Jason. We had headsets and um mics so we could still kind of hear the band and try to keep tempo and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it worked. And ever since then, like we were we started to like have all the musicians in the middle and just us around. And it went from what are they doing to then a lot of other people started singing in circles and wearing joggers and you know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, y'all can say whatever y'all want about Kanye, but like y'all definitely are influenced you know what i'm saying like y'all y'all claim for y'all claim he's crazy and all of this stuff but y'all are doing what he did like he's not he's not that crazy you know what yeah, i mean like and so after that it's like oh like y'all are catching on but it's for me it, it made me feel like people are now seeing like church is not just the four walls right church can be it could be cool and still integral. It could be cool and still, you know, reach people and still be effective, even if it's not just in a pew, even if we sing it in a circle and there's a band in the middle, like it still can be effective. The message don't change. And, you know, sometimes you have to meet people where they are. You know, exactly. I was, was going to say, you know, I'm not, I don't get, you know, uh, I won't get too churchy. I know we're both, church kids and we can go that go down mm-hmm. that path um mm-hmm. but the whole goal of you know christianity and discipleship is to reach those people that don't know christ exactly and bring them to christ so it's not about you know just entertaining or appeasing the people of the church so to speak but mm-hmm. you got the attention of the people outside of the church and that's exactly right. what we're supposed to be exactly doing. jesus was not hanging out with the bishops and the apostles and the this and the that he was like where the sin is that that's where i'm yeah. gonna be Yep. I want them to know that I love them and that they're loved and that they're supported and I'm praying for them and I and I want the best for them. Bring me the drunk, bring me the blind man, bring me the disabled, bring me the prostitute, bring me the like I that's that's the people that I need to reach because y'all are walking away from them and and and, and just throwing them away because of, you know, they don't look like you. They don't they don't right. they don't dress like you. They don't hang out where you hang out. And it's like, everybody starts somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I think everybody deserves the opportunity to to change, to be better, to grow, to heal. Um, but all of that is process. And if nobody is telling them, then they're not going to know. Right. So shout out to Kanye West. Shout out to Kanye. Shout um, Right. <laughs> I, yeah, so that was a incredible experience. I I loved every bit of it. Um, yeah, yeah. I was um. I actually, Warren and I were talking about it in in his interview, um, about when Kanye came to Mercedes Benz for Donda, mm-hmm. and I was I didn't get a chance to see. I don't, I didn't see you. I text you. We text each other, but I didn't get a chance to see you. Um, I think I saw couple of my other friends there for sure but mm-hmm. um but the first thing you know because i kind of in the same way you got the message you kind of didn't really know what was going on to someone told you to come 
to rehearsal and oh, mm-hmm. you know i, I kind of got the same message come come meet here tomorrow such such time mm-hmm. you know we're all black you know um so it was kind of a you know a cryptic message but um ended up being like an overall um good experience and i mean things we kind of questioned what he was doing sometimes because we would get this directive sometimes because he was they were sending him pictures of how we were dressed mm-hmm. and he would send messages back he'd be like no tell them to take this off put this on you know uh-huh. and he's like no take that off put it and send me another picture and, you know so he was really so we're kind of we don't understand the big picture right we just right. know that we're being told to move here stand here put this on right um, but it was an overall experience that that i was glad that i did you know in the long run and when i first made a post about it um got a lot of people that you know were like wow how come you didn't call me or yeah <laughs> where's my invitation or but mm-hmm. the, the thing that concerned me the most because there were a lot of supporters a lot of people that liked it you know so that was cool that was dope whatever but the first people in my inbox that had like a negative critique about it was about the clothes mm-hmm why were you wearing this? Why were you having that? Oh, I saw the t-shirts with the sign on it, you know, um, mm-hmm. like the actual concert t-shirt. And I think that people spend so much time on what things look like at face value. Yeah. And get stuck there without mm-hmm. doing any type of um, research, investigation, or- research, yeah. asking questions, you know, to, to, people, you have to want an understanding to go get understanding. Right. You know? Yeah. I was about to say, ask questions, but like be open at the same time. It's like, you can't go into it already. Like in your mind, you think you know, but you just right. want to see what I'm going to say. Like, that's right. not the same thing. Like, cause you want to be like, uh-huh, see, I knew it. No. Uh-huh, no. Exactly. <laughs> like, no, it was not that. Yeah. Yeah. I know it was a good experience. So, um, I'm going to shift gears a little bit. So when you are touring with Jasmine Sullivan and she says to you, she's going to have you take like probably the most sung uh, feature on that hotel's album and ask you to sing it on tour. And (laughs) it's Ari Lennox's part. Um, Mm -hmm. Number one, how does that make you feel? Um, Two, what are you going through like on stage? Because you know that's the part that people like to sing. You know, they sing with their girlfriends, they sing in their car, they sing at home, you know, they sing at a con- you know, concerts and Ari concert. Um mm-hmm. so you know there's like a connection there, like with the audience and that song. How do you mm-hmm. kind of step into the fill those shoots? Um when she told me to learn it, I kind of was just like, what? Like <laughs> <laughs> because I now I've known Jasmine for a Oh, God. I want to say I met Jasmine in, like, 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. Or 2010. Something. Somewhere around there, like. And, like, we were, like, we got cool, but, like, she's still Jasmine to me, like. So, fast forward to, like, recently, like, being able to tour with her and stuff. When she asked me to do that, I'm just like, I could sing everywhere else i can i can i mean i can really sing every like (laughs) but when in front of jasmine it's a different level of it's like what me do you know Uh, who you are oh my god like i just she is one of my favorite singers ever so yeah it's just like it was like the pressure is on you right. know, and it's like not even, it's not a complicated song. Like, it's very 
simple, but it's just like, it's still like, I get to sing a duet with Jasmine, like, oh my God. Yeah. And so honestly, it took a while, like for me to like get comfortable with singing it because I'm just, I'm always a, one, I'm always a student. Mm-hmm. So even even uh, like when we do other songs like i'm i'm singing my part but i'm like i'm listening to everything that she's that she's doing i'm watching her because like she's just she's that girl when it comes to them when it comes to them songs them vocal like i just i'm always learning and taking it all in but when i have to sing with her i'm kind of like (laughs) but the more i do it the more comfortable I get. And then, you know, it just becomes like, like you're singing with her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, relax. Like, it's cool. Like, and, and she asked me, you to, and she asked you to do and it. And she asked me to do it. So it's like, <laughs> Tiffany, calm down. Like, <laughs> you belong here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you're here, maximize the moment. And you know, fans love this song. So like, just, you know, sing it. Cause you know they're gonna sing it with you. Oh, and they do. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> every and time. If I do something that's like, like not the song, if I like embellish a little bit, I'll hear her go, okay. And I'm like, oh girl, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. She but gonna hype I, you up. <laughs> you know, yeah, she does, but. <laughs> It's it's an honor. I just I love Jasmine so much. I love. Did you have to? Did you kind of have to step out of? Um, because I mean I'm I'm no singer for real. I like to you know sing with a choir too, an ensemble. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) but I'm like if you ask me to sing in front of some people, I'm gonna cry and run away. But yeah. Um, but did you have to step out of Ari's voice? Like Ari has such a unique voice, Mm -hmm. um, and. I think what you're doing well on that is that you don't try to emulate her voice. Yeah, no. I yeah. learned to never do that though. Like, and I had to tell some students this recently, um, some Berkeley students, because they were doing a ensemble. They were they had a Janet Jackson ensemble. And um Lil John is well, I don't know if they're gonna do it again, but he was the professor for that. Shout out to Lil John Roberts. <laughs> Um, and he called me in because the lead singers needed, you know, just some vocal help. And he wanted them to do pre-recorded vocals just, you know, for their safety net. And so we were in the studio one by one, like each of them came in and, you know, had to do their songs or whatever. And I noticed that they were trying to sing it like Janet. Yeah. And I, I had to stop a few times and just be like, bro, like, first of all, this is not going on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music. Like, nobody is buying this. Right. That's the first thing. The second thing is y'all are singing live. Mm-hmm. Not only that, y'all are not Janet. Janet did, she she sang the record. She sold the record. She's a a freaking superstar you know what i'm saying like janet did it the way she did it that's how janet sings sing it like you because when you get on stage like this is only pre-recorded vocals but when you get on stage you're not singing it like you're in the studio you're not singing it like 
like no like i want you to like you gotta you have to find your footing in the thing and if you can't reach certain notes then you you know pivot you move around it like but you make it like you make the record very present still even with mm-hmm. all of your colors and embellishments you still want to make sure that people can sing along and you know all of that stuff um so I say all of that to say, like, I learned that, like, Ari is Ari. She's great at what she does. But when I'm doing something and it's my voice attached to it, like, I want I want to make it my own. But I also want people to be able to um, sing along and understand what I'm doing without me trying to, like, be somebody else. I can't. I can only be Tiffy. I can only be Tiffy. I can only be Tiffy. Shout out to Ari Lennox too, because she's yeah. a sweetheart. She's dope. Shout out to Jasmine, because I love her. And rest in peace, Miss Pam Sullivan. Yeah. Jasmine. I'm glad you brought that up because I actually meant to bring it up. We I didn't know we were talking about Jasmine in the order in which we did. So we had right. but at the time of this recording, um, if you guys don't know, Jasmine's uh, mother recently passed away um uh, just a few mm-hmm. days ago. So um our condolences um, to Jasmine, yes, of course, sure. and her family. And we're lifting you, you and your family up in prayer. If you're listening yes. to this, um, losing a parent is never easy. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, so prayers for them. Um, and I did end up seeing a part of that show that John put together. And let me tell you, wrangling youth together to put together something like that. Yeah. Um, so shout out to little John Roberts. <laughs> um <laughs> He'll be he'll be sliding through the podcast too. So, oh, dope. Okay. Yeah, so y'all y'all check for that. Um, I have to remember to to bring that up um, as well. But that, that ended up being a a dope showcase. So kudos to him and the Berkeley students for doing that. Yes. Um, so I'm gonna shift gears again. Squirt squirt. Um, <laughs> Trey Stella. Oh, so we have you know we've talked about you as a background vocalist and what you've done with other people and mm-hmm. you know you've we could talk about that all night because you've done a lot, honey. You've been right. everywhere. You <laughs> right. the Super Bowl, been to Coachella. Um, you, yeah, you've been just about everywhere. <laughs> um, so we I, we won't keep everyone here all day, but right. uh, we do want to talk about um, your artistry too, as well, because of course you are important and you're an amazing dope artist in your own right. Um, mm-hmm. So you did release a debut album under the name Trace Stella. Um, mm-hmm. How does that differ for you in doing um background singing um well i came up with the name one because i did not necessarily feel like i could uh shine as an artist behind somebody else Mm -hmm. at the time um i felt like I just wanted there to be some level of a separation because, um, you know, I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't post what I wanted. I couldn't speak freely. I couldn't wear certain things and post a selfie or whatever. Like, because I felt like some of the artists that I sing with, you know, don't do R&B. They sing gospel. And I'm not like just a fill-in singer. Like I travel and sing with them right. on a consistent basis. And so I was like, well, if I come up with 
uh, an entity where I can be an artist, be myself, say what I want, wear what I want, dress how I want, whatever. Um, although I'm the same person, I wanted to separate Tiffany from Tiffany, the background singer from Tiffany, the artist. Um, so I came up with Trey Stella. Three is my favorite number. Stella is my favorite beer. Shout out to Stella Artois. Stella Artois. Artois. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we put the album out 2020. And um, yeah, I the, I mean, the name is cool. I, I just got to a point where like the light bulb, I feel like came on and I felt like, why do I have to try to be something that I'm not? And why am I working harder to be two people when my Instagram name is literally, I can only be Tiffy, like, you know, and literally what's crazy is I found myself trying to, I guess, protect the brand integrity of the artists that I work with that didn't sing R&B or may not relate to my music, I guess. Um, I think you even talked, I think I remember you saying you talked to Erica about that too, didn't you? Um, get her perception. I probably did. I don't know. Yeah. I probably did, but I just felt like, bro, like they love you. They support you. They right. know what you do. You don't mm-hmm. just sing for them, you know, and they still call you like, you know what I'm saying? It's okay. Like you don't have to work harder because then I'm, I am doing the most trying to be two different people. Then I just, it just, it got, it it got really messy because then I started to feel like, well, people don't necessarily respect the name change or not that they don't respect it, but it's like, it's hard to transition because I already know you as this. So trying to call you something else or you trying to be something else, like it was hard. And I remember, you know, being told, on my Trey Stella page, like, if you see Tiffany in the comments, delete it. Like, you need to get people, uh, like, in front of, like, no, my name is Trey. Call me Trey. Like, this is a thing. Um, Then, you know, having two pages, and it's like, you can't... It was a lot. It it's was a lot. lot. And, which is why, I mean, as I'm, I'm really about to make my Trey Stella page an official, like, fan page, because I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to fight for identity. Yeah. I, I don't. Somebody else can do it. I don't want to do it. Like I, I am who I am. I sing what I sing. Hate it or love it. Thank you yeah. so much. And yeah. that's it. Like, I, I just don't, I don't want to work harder. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm over that phase in my life. Yeah. Like I, I want everything to be as easy as it possibly can. When it comes to that, you yeah. know, I know nothing really comes easy, but when it comes to like, you know, identity, like brand identity and like, it's just, it's, it's really a lot. Yeah. Um, But it was fun. It was fun. The album is. Well, I think, I think the album, album charted at like number three on the, it on sure the did. debut, you know, Which I was tracking. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. Wow. Cause it was me, me, Jay Nova. Shout out to Jay Nova. I love her. Mm-hmm. And Doja Jay- get you on the show too. Yeah, you gotta get her. Yeah. She's so dope. I love her so much. The three me, Jade, and Doja were all fighting 
for that number one spot. And I was just like, wow, like all it took was, you know, just people waiting, ready, which is why I called the album Sorry for the Wait. Like, you know, it took yeah. years, like literal, literal years for it to come out. But when it came out, like people were ready. They supported it. I and still play it. I played it in the car today. Somebody just posted the other day that they were on a flight and they listened to the album. They listened to the whole album twice. Yeah, top to bottom. And they were like, yo, you created a masterpiece. And I'm just like, wow. Shout like, out, shout out to B Slay. I, I think you said he did. Shout out to B Slay. All but like one. I think all but one song on the album that he worked on, which for people that don't know that, Tone, Tone and B Slade are the, the same person. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to him because I think he said he had all the songs on there except for one. Is that right? Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it really is one of those like no skip albums. I played that from the top to bottom every time I play it. I love that. Um, you know, and people we loved you for it. We were we were waiting. Um, but you have now released another single, mm-hmm. um, and it's under the name Tiffany Freeman. Tiffany Freeman, that's me. <laughs> so do you want I'm to talk married about- now. Yes. <laughs> we, all, we all saw on Instagram. Um, so what what space are you in now that you've created this other single and what's going to happen to Trey Stella? Is, are you going to ever use the name Trey Stella again? Um, is this a different type of music now that you're going to create um, with the different, using your yeah, government name, I guess we'll call it. Government. <laughs> um, so I signed to AMG Woo-woo. and he wanted to sign both Trey and Tiffany. Hmm. I don't know why. I guess he felt like he could do something with Trey. I I have like let Trey Stella go. Like I have let it go. Okay. But people are still holding on to it. By all means, I'm gonna have somebody run the page so they can I don't yeah. know. Um, so that's that. But no, I don't the music isn't gonna be different. I still have a story to tell. Um, I'm actually working on a concept album right now, which is gonna be really dope. I can't say what it is because I don't want nobody to steal my idea. Right. You just tell me later. Right. I'll tell you offline. <laughs> but um yeah, I'm working on a concept album and I feel like people need to know like just because you you're married and you know you found love and y'all living happily ever after doesn't mean like you can't help somebody get through certain things mm-hmm. um you know i've i've had terrible breakups i've had you know people um choose you know silence as their coping mechanism or you know they can't handle conflict, so they disappear. And I've had people, you know, gaslight me in certain situations. And I've been, I've been used. I've been lied to. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I think, like my story still can be told. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, the message is still, you know, the same no matter what. Yeah. Um, but the first, the single that I put out was for me. Um really came out of an argument that I had because mm. um, I don't like for people to feel like they can um, 
I don't like people to feel like they can feel like they have control over what I do, where I go. Like, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be blah, 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 blah. Or if I didn't do X, Y, Z, you wouldn't be doing da, 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 da. And it's like, well, no, if if it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. But the fact that you have to throw that in my face says to me that you're, you're, you're bridging the connection wasn't genuine. Like you needed to get something out of it or you waited to see how successful I would be at whatever that thing was for you to be like, yep, that was me. I'm the one that did blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, like what's for me is for me. What's, it ain't going to miss Seriously. me. It ain't going to pass me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I may not be ready for it when it comes the first time, but God going to spin the block. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. And so I, I just wrote about it. Like, you know, what's for me is for me. I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Nothing is by accident. That's why sometimes when I'm late doing stuff or going somewhere, I always feel like on the way there, something was like something could have happened that would have really stopped me from doing what I was supposed to do. So if I'm late, I don't really trip because I always feel like, no, I'm I'm where I'm supposed to be now. That's no excuse for being late, but <laughs> yeah. I just feel like everything happens for a reason. Um, and so that's basically you know, what the song is about, what's for me is for me, ain't nothing going to get in my way, period. 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 Yeah, y'all please check out that single. Stream it. Download it, though. Yes, please. The truth that we're looking for. Um, Dope single. Um, Are you, do you kind of have a date anticipated as far as the concept project, or is it still too early to kind of know when you're... It's too early to know. Um, (laughs) I do have another single ready. I just, I don't know. I just, I have to really buckle down and (laughs) figure out my life because like, I don't know. What I will say though is, is I'm, I'm glad that, that my husband is 100% supportive of what I do. Shout out to three. Shout out to my baby. (laughs) he does not allow me to not be myself or he doesn't like stop me from pursuing my dreams and you know touring going on the road whatever like he encourages it so much because his thing is like I don't want you to be so consumed in us or consumed in you know the marriage that you lose yourself yeah and now you know you live with regret like dang i should have been you know you seeing your friends prosper you seeing your friends do xyz and you feeling like you know i gave that up once i got married and it's it's been beautiful but it's really been hard to like find the right footing and the proper balance Mm -hmm. um because i want to make sure that i give a hundred percent everywhere like whether it's being on the road being at home you know for myself even and you know with us um and i need to i need to really talk to um erica campbell about that because i call her superwoman i don't know how she does it 
I don't know how she does it, but she let me let me let me tell you. Every time I get in my car to go <gasps> work in the morning and turn on the radio, and she's already on she the radio. Does everything. And how? I'm like, how are you? And how are you? This like chipper. Yeah. <laughs> This chipper and positive, and you know, I'm trying to drag my butt to work. She has the she's strength already of on that angels because there's no way she's literally superwoman. Like she does everything, but I that's what I struggle with. Like you know, and so to answer your question, like no, I don't have a thing. I don't have a a a date, date. target date. I don't have a date yet, but. Yeah. I am constantly like working and I'm constantly like coming up with ideas and I'm, you know, planning sessions and still trying to, you know, make schedules. And even when I'm not like necessarily on the road, but like I'm at home and I may get a call. Like the other day I got a call to do something in New York. So like, you know, I'm doing everything that I can here because when I, when I leave, I'm focused on work. My house is probably going to be turned upside down when I come back, but I got to work, you know? Got to do it. Bills got to be paid and I got to still support what it is that I do. And it's just a lot. So soon. I just got to say soon. I don't know when. I'm just, In due time. I, we'll say that. I'm, In still, due time. I'm still working on it, but I wanted to be as good as Sorry for the Wait was. It was. I, want, I just, I don't want to just you know, oh, I finished this song. Let me put it out. Or, right. you know, I, I, I don't want to do that. So, yeah. Good things take time. And when it comes out, it's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. It's going to be beautiful. You know, I'm around if you need me. And I'm so excited. Jeez. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, what about, is there anything else that you're working on? I know um, you and Free got some kind of is it a weekly thing? Is it night? What is that event you guys have been doing? Um, oh, so um, so we've been working with uh, Grace by Nia. Shout out to Nia. Um, she has two restaurants in Boston. Uh, her first restaurant is called Daryl's. Um, their food is so good. She just opened like a supper club in the seaport area of Boston. And it's basically black culture in the middle of Boston like and it's beautiful and it's quality everything and so um free helps her when it comes to like music supervising and like making sure that he takes care of hosting whatever VIP um talent may come in the room or you know if there's like um like 50 Cent was in there. Um, I think they were saying like a few other artists were trying to come in there, but like we had Kenyon Dixon and we had Michael Kilgore and like people just, you know, will pop in every now and then. Rico Love has been there. That's, that's his spot. When he comes to Boston, mm -hmm. he goes to You'll Grace. Find Rico. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so um, because of, you know, my relationships with some of the people that I know that she wanted to come there, I kind of came in to, you know, help bridge, you know, those relationships. And and that's the reason why I started my business, um, Table 3 Music Group, you know, for artist staffing and musician staffing and singer staffing and event activation and all of those wonderful things that, you know, when it comes to live entertainment. And so 
Michael and Kenyon were on her list of people that she wanted to come in. So what I love the most is that like they're my friends, but I, I say, where, where were you like, gee, I have them on speed dial. <laughs> I not talk to them at all. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, this is very easy. I could easily be like, hey, are you free on blah, 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 blah. But right. I was like, you know what? We're going to do this the right way. Okay. I went to their managers uh-huh. and I was having conversations with their managers and Kenyon even told me like his manager was like, yo, Tiff hit me up about coming to da 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 da. He was like, wait, my Tiff? Right. <laughs> he didn't even say nothing. I was my like, tip? I need a gold star because I did it the right way. Like, yeah. we're going to do it. We gonna do it right. Facts, but not the same way. Not the same way. They had a great time. Mm-hmm. They they were absolutely amazing, and yeah. So that's what you know. That's what we've been doing at Grace by Nia. So if you're ever in the Boston area, please visit Grace by Nia. Follow the page on Instagram, and yeah. And if they want to hire your business. Yes, hit me up. Contact at table3mg.com. Yes. Period. <laughs> okay, well, I if, is is there anything that you have left that you want to say? Because I tell all my guests, this is about you. This is your platform. It's your time to shine. Anything that you want to share with the people or get off your chest or um, say to encourage? This... what I want to get off my chest. <laughs> oh, um, gosh. Oh, Lord. <laughs> No, I just I would just say, you know, to whoever is listening, always be yourself. Always trust your your judgment. Trust your gut. Um, do what you love. Do it afraid. Do it broke. Do it unsure. Go where the love is and follow your heart, man. And you know, that's it. That's it. That's it. Well, friend, thank you so much for being my guest on Support the Dope Radio. Yes, thank you all who um, have tuned in. If it's your first time, welcome. If you're back again, thanks for coming back and rocking with us. Um, We'll have some more episodes coming up soon for you. Uh, Make sure you visit the website at supportthedoperadio.com. You can learn a little bit more about the podcast. Um, See what it's about. See some pictures. Find out how other ways you can listen to uh, Support the Dope Radio. Of course, tell somebody, tell a friend, share it, play it at work, whatever you got to do, spread the word. Um, It's the only way I'm going to grow if you guys share. Share, 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 share. Share it. Support um, black women. Period. Support black women. You know what, Tiff? You know, I was gonna talk to you and I was like, oh, we've been talking a long time. Maybe I'll leave this one out. But since you're here, I do want to ask. Mm-hmm. Because even even with me lining up the guests for this podcast, so many of the guests have been men. Mm-hmm. And you know, the music industry, and I know that I know they get tired of us saying it, but the music industry is such a male-dominated industry. It is. Um you as a woman, do you feel like you've experienced any like pressure or having to jump through any extra hoops or, you know, do the most to kind of prove yourself in the music industry um, because you're a woman? What is your, what is your experience been like? Um, I've, I've been cool. Um, I can't say that I have, I think a lot of, a lot of my opportunities have come from Honestly, people who respected my parents and people just respected me and knowing I'm I'm good at what I do and I don't have I never had to like do the most, you know, to 
to be anywhere or to sing on any stage. And, you know, if it wasn't meant, somebody else got it. And I respected that. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. But, mm-mm. Because I'm from the Bronx. <laughs> and the Bronx is very, it's very different. The Bronx is very different. And so I will fight you. <laughs> no. I, no. Mm-mm. Sydney's not playing that game with y'all. Not at all. Period. Period. No Bronx. And I'm married now. I'm definitely not playing with Girl, you. She gonna call free? Free gonna pull up? I, free ain't gonna have time. By the time, <laughs> by the time free get there, the situation gonna be handled. Mm-mm. But no. I And I will say, with that being said, I will say, like, ladies, even guys, like, don't make anybody make you feel like you have to go through the, like, do the most and go through the motions and jump mm-hmm. through hoops for opportunities. Like, you know, yeah. I feel like if it don't work out, then you create, you create the change you want to see. You create the, the opportunity that you, that you want and, and let it be genuine and let it grow and pray about it and, and, and keep it at that. Because like I said, people will, People will throw it back at you like, yeah, if it wasn't for me, blah, 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 blah. But the minute you open that kind of door for somebody to 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 say, like, if you do this, I can do this. You won't stop doing this to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like right. now you'll feel like every time I have I every time a, a opportunity presents itself, I'm always going to have to go above and beyond or I'm always going to have to do something I don't want to do. To, to get to you know what I want and that's and that's not fair and then and then to take it a step further those kind of situations spill into your personal life so now you you willing to settle you willing to just do whatever for the sake of any kind of attention any kind of love any kind of you know what I'm saying like and we don't need none of that so like I said what's for you is for you. You ain't going to have to open your legs for no man. You ain't going to have to open your mouth for no man. You ain't going to have to spend no money. Like, if you're supposed to have it, you're going to have it. And God and God going to make you great. He's going to make you successful. And that's it. That's right. That's it. Or call me and Tiff. We'll come get you. Period. Because people like to play. I don't like that. <laughs> people really will play with you. I do not like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Get somebody else to do it. Mm-mm. I love you, Tiff. I love you, too. <laughs> With that being said, we're going to end this conversation or else we'll go all night long. Okay. <laughs> this has been Support the Dope Radio. I'm your girl, CB. That's my guest, Tiffany Freeman. Thank you so much for stopping by. Um, continue yes. to support the dope. CB out. Yes.